Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. If we're going to compromise, are we okay with this? Am I okay with seeing a few pornographic images? Am I okay with that? Am I okay to say, you know what, I'm going to allow gay marriage within the church. Everything else I'm, I'm standing firm against. But the more and more I compromise the Word of God when it comes to His specifics of don't do this and do this, that's when it comes, becomes a problem. To avoid the dangers of battle and confrontation, we often try to compromise our actions. As Pastor Eric shares in his message, the church lets the world permeate its values in order that it might look more attractive to outsiders. But letting the enemy in even slightly opens the door for him to take over completely. Let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message in 1 Samuel 11. If you compromise, he will be able to come in and disrupt what God is doing because you are now opening yourself up to the lies of the devil. Why is he able to do this? Because you have left a crack in your house. You've left a crack open with compromise. And through that crack, Satan will slip right in into the home because of compromise. Interesting. Now, remember Nahash, and he said, I'll make a deal with you guys, but I will need to pluck out your right eye. Now, by taking this deal, Jabesh Gilead would have been worthless in battle. By taking this deal, by compromising and saying, you know what, okay, we won't die, but we'll give you our right eyes. By doing that, they are giving up their ability to fight. Losing their right eye would make it almost impossible for them to fight. Because if you don't have an eye, you're like this with a sword and a shield, and you already lost the side of vision. So what can happen? Okay, you can't see me. Wow, you're dead. It would make them almost impossible to fight against Nahesh and the Ammonites. So do you really think that life would have been peaceful for the people in Jabesh Gilead missing their right eye? Do you think it would have stopped there? I mean, logically, the Bible doesn't tell us, so I can't say that it wouldn't have been. But thinking if I was a military guy and I was coming and I was making negotiations and I said, I'm going to pluck out all your right eyes, is that okay? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Man, these guys are idiots, you know? Now I'm going to go in there and they're all missing their right eyes. The city's ours. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like the, the thought process was just like, wow. Oh, and one more thing I'd like to share about Satan and the enemy is this. John 8, 44 says, He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. So when you're at the negotiation table, if you've ever been there, I pray that you're not there, but we must be aware, we must be alert that Satan is going to try to compromise with you, trying to make a deal, but know what's behind that compromise. Know what's behind the deal. A lie. He's a murderer. 
It's a lie. Satan is a liar, so you need to keep this in mind. And so I pictured this house, and I forgive me, I didn't have it, but I had a nice little cute house, okay? Just a simple house, a front door. Imagine there's a front door, side doors, and a back door, okay? Imagine that. And the house represents you. We all have that front door, okay? We have all these different entrances into our house. And like Nahash, Satan and his enemy will encamp around you. Notice the word I said, will. He's going to do it. He's going to try to destroy you. That's what we read in the word, right? So the thing that we need to learn from this is this. Just because the enemy has surrounded your house, that should not drive you to fear. That should not drive you to fear because, remember, he is out there and you are in here, okay? There's a difference. And it's when you are afraid, you lose control. It's when fear comes into the equation that you lose control. And I understand when you see and you feel the enemy creeping closer and closer and trying to get in, even knocking out the windows, banging on them, even screaming at you on the, that you want to give in. That you will make any deal to make that go away. I understand that. I get that. Truly, I do. But this is where we must hold our ground. You feel the heat, and you go from battle-minded to negotiation-minded because you don't want to continue uh, with this, this, these noises and the feeling and the heat of the enemy, and you see them surrounding you. You feel the presence of the enemy pressing down on you. You want to get out of that. I know that I do. And so then you think if you strike a deal, then the devil then will leave you alone in the other areas of your life. But here's the thing is, striking a deal means that you have compromised in one area. And so then that would make the other areas in your life okay. So that means that if you're okay with, uh, uh, you know what, it's okay to allow uh, this into my house. Even though I know it's not appropriate, it's not a going for God. But then Satan will leave me alone in every other area. And I can continue to worship God in all these other areas. But the problem is, is that when we compromise, even in one area, that's when Satan comes in and starts to destroy. And so if you agree, then guess what? If you agree, you have just let Satan into your house. You've given him consent. Come in and attack me. Crazy. And like Jabesh Gilead worked a deal with Nahash, he worked, they worked out a deal to where it looked like it would spare them. But, and it looked like all that would happen to them is that they would be disabled. But that's exactly what the enemy wanted them to think, that they would be okay. That they would be spared. And that all that would be left is just a, dis- a, just a little bit of a disability. And that's exactly what Satan wants to make us think. But the truth of the matter is, is that Satan is lying and he wants to destroy you. And so the same thing happens when we compromise. Satan uh, disables you so that he can destroy you. And it doesn't happen all at one time. In a sense, it's like a slow fade. 
It starts, you, 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 you compromise on one thing. And then you're like, you know what, that's okay. I'm okay with watching this show. I'm okay with, you know, doing this. I'm okay with drinking seven, eight, nine alcoholic drinks. Now I'm a little fuzzy in my head. It's okay. Now I'm not saying drinking is wrong, but it's where do we let the, the, uh, where do we put the line? You know, if we're going to compromise, are we okay with this? Am I okay with seeing a few pornographic images? Am I okay with that? Am I okay to say, you know what, I'm going to allow gay marriage within the church. Everything else I'm, I'm standing firm against. But the more and more I compromise the word of God, when it comes to his specifics of don't do this and do this, that's when it comes, becomes a problem. That's when the enemy can slip in, and we're seeing it within the church today. We are seeing it within this church. Not in this church, but within the church today. Maybe we are seeing it in the church. I don't know the hearts of you guys. But we must not have a heart of compromise. Because when we compromise, that's when Satan starts to destroy. And we must, I think this is a timely message, because God is doing an amazing work within this body, first and foremost, okay? But we think we are naive that nothing, that Satan isn't going to come in here and disrupt this, what God is doing. He's already here and he's already working. And guys, we must be alert. We must be aware if we're, we cannot compromise the word of God. Because Satan is looking to destroy you. I mean, remember the guy's mission statement, Okay. Using deception, we tempt condemned individuals to fall away from God and to keep them from God because we want to destroy them. The mission statement of the enemy. Satan is not looking to make a deal with you. He's looking to kill you. He's looking to kill the church. And so we must not compromise. And there's things that we protect, you know, when it comes to ourselves and our church and our churches as us, right? is our front door. We, we're pretty good about controlling our thoughts and our emotions. We're pretty good at guarding the front door. We're also pretty good about guarding the side doors. And that could be like, you know, we're, uh, we're no longer going to be in these generational curses, and we're no longer going to be worried about the fear of man. We're focusing on God. But it's the back door. It's the back door that we need to worry about and that we need to make sure that it's locked. In my house, and please don't like come through my house, but I often forget to lock the back door. Okay? It's because I don't know why. I just don't think about it. But by saying that and it being online, I'm going to lock that back door. <laughs> but we must not forget about the back door. The back door are sins that we compromise with which are like sexual sins, those ones that we push away, silent. Oh, we'll let this one come in or not let this one in because we don't need to come out forth with that. Pride, greed, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, even addictions. These are the ones that are on the back door. Ba, 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 ba. All right, just, just one. It's all right. Just Anybody looking, you know? But once you compromise and you say that that's okay, the enemy is in. The enemy is in. So what do we do? What do we do? 
Well, the Bible tells us this. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. 1 Peter 5.9, Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So what do we do? Well, as believers, we just heard just a small little glimpse of what to do. Did you guys catch it in all three of those verses? The words mean the same. Resist in two of those verses and then withstand. We are to resist, which means to withstand, which means to oppose. Oppose the evil day. And you cannot oppose in your own might. You, you, you can't oppose, you can't resist in your own efforts. You need a king, just like what Jabesh Gilead did. They cried out, and who did they cry out to? Who did they message? The new appointed king, King Saul. Our king is King Jesus. Jesus will come and he will deliver you. So then if you're a question person and you're dressed up in your armor of God, you're like sitting there with your, your shield and your sword, and you're like, what about fighting back? I want to fight. Okay. But you're saying resist. Yes, you can do both. Because indeed, calling upon the king, calling Jesus, Jesus is your weapon. The sword which is represented in the whole armor of God, and the armor of God is representing what, church? The Word. And according to John 1, 1, the Word is God. And then if you go down in John 1, chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh. So in that mindset is, okay, when the enemy is there and when you're resisting it, you resist it with the Word of God, but you resist it by crying out to the king, and the king is your defense. The king is your sword. That's how you fight off the enemy. And Jesus, he is our example, right? He is the one who, he was tempted. He, Satan came around him and, and camped around him physically. And what did Jesus do? He fought back by resisting with the word of God. And then what happened? The devil fled the word of God. By standing on the word of God, using the word of God, you are resisting the devil, meaning that you are resisting him, you are withstanding against him, and therefore God has promised you that he, meaning Satan and the enemy, will flee. That's a promise of God. And so the enemy, you guys, as we close this, the enemy is going to surround you, if not already. He is surrounding you, knocking and clawing at the house, trying to get in. And he might give you a whisper and say, hey, do you want to talk about this? You know, I'm willing to negotiate with you guys. I'm willing to negotiate. I will only do this if you allow this. I will only do so much to your family. And the best example that I could think of is, you know, with pornography. You look at a few pictures here and there, and I promise I won't touch your marriage. 
I promise. <sighs> but guess what happens? It becomes more and more. And then what happens that is a huge plague within even the church today? Marriage is being broken because of pornography. But it started with a simple compromise. I'm not cheating. I just opened up a couple pictures. And then Satan says, yeah, I won't touch your marriage. Yeah, right. Remember, he's a liar. He's a murderer. And so, to us, to me, he's trying to kill you. Therefore, we must not compromise the word. And don't think that if you compromise, that he's going to spare you. He's not. If you compromise, you let the enemy in, and eventually it will destroy you. Instead of compromise, though, we must resist, right? Again, resist with the word. Resist with Jesus, because Jesus is the word. This is your defense. God has not left you hanging. Praise God. He has not left you hanging. The word is your call to the king. And Jesus Christ promises that he will respond and he will drive the enemy from your house, which is you, you guys. He will drive them out just as Saul drove out the enemy. But we have a deliverer in Christ Jesus who will do the same in your life. You're not alone. You don't have to fight the enemy. God will take care of that. If you compromise, though, if you have compromised, because I know that I've been there sometimes where I've allowed things in my Christian walk, or if you're thinking about compromising, listen to this. God is a gracious God. And if you're thinking about it, just as we see that the people of Jabesh Gilead were thinking about going through with this until they said, give us seven days. I'm like, praise God that that came forth (laughs) because they would have been wiped out. God was gracious with them and he delivered them. And just like with us, if we're even considering compromising by opening up and saying, you know what, that really doesn't, really won't affect me as the Bible says it will. Guys, yes, it will. But even if you're thinking about it, God's being gracious with you. And I believe that this is a message for us to really listen to and to to hear, you know what? I'm not going to compromise. And if I have let a few compromising things come in in my life that go against God, then I'm going to repent. I'm going to repent of it. And I know that my king, King Jesus, will forgive me of those compromising things that I've allowed in my life. And guess what? Then he will come in, he is faithful, and he will drive out the enemy guaranteed, right? Guaranteed. He will drive it out. And I say, praise God, and Jesus Christ will restore your house, and he will drive out the enemy. And the cool thing about our God, about our Savior, our Deliverer, is that he can rebuild a house even if it's been ripped down to the foundation. Christ Jesus will rebuild it once we call upon the name of the Lord. He will come in, He will cleanse it, and he will start rebuilding the structure that the enemy has been getting in there and destroying. Jesus is a great builder. He is the master builder. But compromise is a killer. 
Do not compromise the word of God. Even if it doesn't seem like it's going to hurt you, it's going to hurt you. Don't compromise. And may we as a church not compromise. And this is where I would encourage you guys, as you are faithfully coming and serving the Lord in his house here as a body, if there is anything that we are compromising on, you call it out. You call it out in love. But my heart's desire is that we do not compromise because we are going to be faced with times where we are going to be asked to compromise and we are not going to compromise the word of God. And I hope you're with me on that. So let's pray and thank the Lord for his grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us protection, number one. God, we know that the enemy is around us and that he is looking to come in and to destroy us. And God, with compromise, when we go and allow things that go against your holiness, that's when problems start happening. That's when we start to become destroyed. And so, God, I pray that we would not compromise. God, strengthen our hearts, Lord. Prepare us, Lord. Even in the times of devotion, God, I pray right now, if there's anybody who is struggling with time to sit down with you and read your word, God, that you would extend the time of the day so that they can be in your word, so that they grow and know more of the truth of God, so that they don't fall into compromise. God, please equip us, Lord. Equip the saints, Lord, your people, Lord, with the ability, Lord, just so that they can continue on. And I know, God, by your word, by you saying, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So that tells me that you are willing, but may we have hearts that want that, that we want to grow in the truth so we can be grounded in our solid foundation in you, Lord Jesus. So when the storms do hit, that we're not scattered around like if a house was built on sand, but we are built on the cornerstone of Jesus Christ and that we will stand even when the winds and the enemy comes knocking and throwing things at the house, Lord, that we will stand because we stand in Christ. And so, Lord, that brings me great encouragement. It gives me great hope, Lord, knowing that I have to consent it for the enemy to come in to destroy me. And, Lord, I don't want to to say, yes, come in. I welcome you. I say, get away from me. Get behind me, these Satan. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for protection upon your people, Lord, and their houses, God. Father, you're doing an amazing work within your people. And so, God, I know the enemy is out there roaring. And so may those who are struggling with the, the battles hitting their, their, the, the house, Lord, Lord, that they would just submit and trust in you and call the king. And the king, King Jesus, you will be there to deliver them. I praise you, God, for that promise. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for encouraging us to resist and that he, the enemy, will flee from us. Praise you, Lord God. Strengthen the church around this world, God. Please, Lord God, may we not fall into compromise. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters across this world, Lord, across this great country of America. God, that we would stand firm in the word of God, not going to the right or to the left, but we stand firm on your word. Pastor Eric will continue teaching through the book of 1 Samuel the next time you join us. As you've been listening today, perhaps some questions have come to mind. If so, we'd like to help. 
Just email your questions, comments, or prayer requests to info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. We'll be sure to prayerfully respond because it's our desire to help you on your journey as you're seeking to walk with Jesus. You can also post your comments or questions to our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for Grace to the Hearers Radio and join the conversation. And if you can't find a church near you that's teaching through the Bible verse by verse, please let us know. We may be able to help you connect with a Bible study in your area. And we'll certainly add you and your community to our prayer list as it's our desire to see God's Word being simply and systematically taught in every community. Again, you can contact us by email at info at gracetothehearers.com or give us a call at 520-723-7047. That's 520-723-7047. And please don't worry if you haven't been able to write down this information. All of this information and more is available at our website, gracetothehearers.com. That's gracetothehearers.com. Log on and get to know us better. Join us next time as Pastor Eric continues to proclaim grace to the hearers from the book of 1 Samuel. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.